This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor David Kogel. So I began to study in the Bible about friends. And I thought about that. How important is it to you to have friends? How important are friends to us? When you think about it tonight, I think you'll find out it is really something very important that will help us to have good friends. And not all of us have friends. Uh, it, I believe it's been said that if we have five good friends, we ought to count ourselves lucky. And, you know, when you think about it tonight, I want to talk about this thing about friends, and I want to study it a little bit in the Word of God, and I hope that you will get something out of it that will help you. <clears throat> uh, I want to say how much I appreciate the teachers that are here in our service tonight. You know, that that's a tiring job. And they may fall asleep on it, but they're here anyway. And uh, But I'm, I'm glad that they are here and able to be in the service. That's, they must probably wore out by this time of the day. But when we talk about friends, I was reading a story that two friends were telling each other. And it's good to be able to have a friend to share a story with. Sometimes things happen in our life and we really don't don't have somebody we want to share that with. Our family maybe not not around or, or something else is going on, but it's good to have a friend. Two friends were certainly sharing a story one day and he told his brother, he told the friend that his brother was working on getting his pilot's license. And his friend said, oh, well, that's great. No, that's not great because the engine caught on fire. Oh my goodness, that's terrible, the friend said. No, that's not terrible. He had a parachute. Oh, well, that's good. No, no, that wasn't good. The parachute didn't open. Oh my goodness, that's awful. He said, well, no, that wasn't bad because he had an emergency chute. Oh, well, that's good then. No, the emergency chute didn't open either. Oh, man, that's too bad, the friend said. No, that wasn't bad because he was headed towards a haystack. And the friend said, oh, well, that's great. No, that wasn't great either. It was a pitchfork sticking straight up out the haystack. Oh, my goodness, that's terrible. No, not really. He missed a pitchfork. Well, that's good. No, he missed a haystack too. Well, it's good to be able to share a story with a friend. And uh, they can comfort us and help us sometimes in things that we're going through life. I want to give you a little bit of introduction. Then we're going to go to the book of Proverbs where we will cover uh, some scriptures there about friends. But I was thinking about uh, some things that maybe we don't put friends in the category that they fall in sometimes. We don't really think about that. And I thought, how important is it that you have someone to confide in? Sometimes that person can pull you out of something that you're going through just because they're there to listen to you and pray for you and you know that you can depend upon them. And it will make all the difference. I believe a lot of things happen to people today because 
And we hear so much about people committing suicide, people doing all these things. Maybe they had nobody they felt to confide in, nobody to talk to about a situation. And so on the other hand, I'm hearing a lot today, pick up the phone, go online, find someone that you can talk with what you're going through. And of course, we know the best one to talk to is the Lord Jesus. And we have Him to, co to come to. You know, that old song that we sang in the, in, in, that's in the hymn book, what a friend that we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit, and that's so true. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Why? All because we do not carry everything to the Lord in prayer. He is the greatest friend we'll ever have. But think about it tonight. What does it take to be a true friend? Because I not only want you to think about this from a from perspective of me needing a friend, but how about me being the friend? You see, not always is someone going to come up to you and say, hey, I'd like to, to befriend you. I'd like to, to get to know you. I'd like to share some time with you and let find out what you've going on in your life. And not always is that going to happen. We sometimes have to make that first step and say, hey, you know what? I see that person as someone I can reach out to. So what does it take to be a true friend? What are, what are the characteristics of a true friend? And of course, we're keeping in mind always Jesus is our best friend we could ever have. I like that verse that says, oh, what needless, needless pain. I wonder how many times we face a lot of things on our own because we don't take it to the Lord as a friend that's there for us. But I thought about uh, there are different kinds of friends that we will have in our life. And we kind of put them into some classification. There are friends we call acquaintances. And that would be someone that you, you know. Maybe you can't always remember their name. <laughs> Am I the only one that has problems with that? You know, I, I have a neighbor behind me and he, he's got so that he sees me out in the yard or sees me doing something. And here he comes. And, and he's always got something he wants to talk to me about, something he wants to do. And, and I can remember his name. His name is Tom because my oldest brother is Tom. And I told him, I said, listen, Tom and Dave, you can remember that. I'm Dave and you're Tom. Okay, I got it. The other day he came over there and we talked and talked and finally he said, man, I, I got to tell you, I cannot remember your name. <laughs> I, I just, I just can't remember it. And uh, he said, I apologize. And I, so I told him a name again. I said, all right, you know, I hope you, hope you got it now. So the other day, he hollered over, Dave, I remembered, I remember. But don't you hate it when, when you see somebody that, that you've seen over and over again, maybe, but you, you just, what, what's their name? How do you remember their name? And so that would be an acquaintance many times. You, you may see him at Walmart. You may see him at the post office or the bank. But you, you may not remember their name, but they seem to be an acquaintance to you. And then there are those casual friends. You see them more than acquaintances. Usually 
they're sort of at the same place that you are many times. You, maybe you got a common interest. Maybe uh, your children are friends. Or maybe you see them at church or school activities. They, they become casual friends. I think a pastor's been touching on uh, getting to know our casual friends at church. We, we see them at church, but we don't want to always know much about them. And they don't maybe know much about you, so we want to try to spend some time to do that. Then we have those people we call close friends. Maybe you visit them at their house or they visit you at your, at your home. Maybe you do something together. Uh, or you sit and talk for hours. You enjoy their company. You look forward to seeing them. There, there are, are definitely close friends to you. And then we have those intimate friends. They, they would be your best friends. You, you can get up close and personal with them. You can share what's on your heart with them. Your problems, your struggles, your goals, your joys. And you know that they're listening. You know that they, they maybe want to try to help you in some of those situations. It's good to have all of these types of friends. Because when I thought about it, friends can help us uh, succeed in many areas of our life. Friends, if it's a friend, they really don't put you down. They try to encourage you. They try to work together with you. You know, you remember, and I didn't give the uh, fellows this verse in the back end because I'm just going to make a short reference to it. But you remember the impotent man at the pool of Bethesda in, in the Gospel of John? And the Scripture says that, Sir, I have no man or friend when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. While I am coming, another step at them before me. You know, he needed a friend he didn't have. All of those years, he wanted to get in the water when the angels would trouble the water. And he, he looked forward to that time when he could, could step in there. But yet, how many times day in and day out, there was no man. There was no friend around. There was no one to help when that took place. And thank goodness, Jesus came on the scene. So we know that Jesus is the best friend you'll ever have, and I hope that you'll always take advantage of His friendship. When I say take advantage is, if He is our true friend, the Lord's always going to do His part, but we have to talk to Him or pray to Him often. Amen? We have to enjoy the fellowship that the Lord brings to us. And then when the Lord tries to comfort us, when He tries to encourage us through His Word, when He cares for us, we should take that Word and apply it to our life and say, hey, that's the Lord as a friend trying to help me in the situation that I'm in and walk with Him in obedience. So tonight, that's by the way of a good introduction to friends, but I want to kind of get into a little bit of Proverbs here. And I want to look at uh, Proverbs chapter 17, and we'll look at verse number 17 and 18. Because I firmly believe this, if you have someone that's around you, and you're thinking, well, are they my friend or not? Are they, are they going to help me or not? Well, this is a good thing to think about. Do they help build you up, or do they try to tear you down? You see, a friend is someone who's always trying to help someone, lift them up. 
the wrong friend, I believe, will destroy you. But the right friend will help you. Many times, uh, many will have their plans and their lives changed because they picked a wrong friend. You know that? We, we, we may think we're headed down this path in life and we're going to do this and we're going to do that, but we picked friends that decided for us. And, and really, they, they begin to lead us down that path, down another direction that really didn't help us at all. And because we picked that wrong friend, we gave them that priority in our life. Maybe others around you could see it and say, hey, that person isn't helping you. That person's not doing you no, no good. I know you've been there. You, you've seen other people that, that were close to someone, and ever since they connected with them, they were a changed person. They, they did something different. They, they seemed different. They, they, they didn't care as much about this or that. How many of us have seen people not attend church anymore because they connected with friends that got them out of church and out of things that are going on spiritually? So many times we need to realize how important the friends that we do pick. Many do not even know what a true friend is. And that's why I think tonight on, on our behalf, maybe we ought to look at people and say, hey, they, they need a true friend. And I'm going to do everything I can to help them, build them up, share some word with them, do whatever the Lord's leading me to do, and it surely will make a difference in their life. I believe a true friend loves us during the hard times as well as the good times. You ever had folks that when oh, everything is going great, they're around you, but if you're going through something they kind of slack off a little bit. They kind of back up a little bit and say, well, you know, let them deal with that. Boy, that, that really wasn't what a, a friend needs to do. But look at Proverbs 17 and 17 and 18. It says, a friend loveth at what? All times. All times. So that means no matter if we fell off the wagon or what else we're going on in our life, they still love us. Love us enough to encourage us and help us get back on the right path again. Loveth at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. I used to read that verse and I studied more into it. And I was thinking, well, somebody is trying to just be born to make it rough on you. <laughs> but that's not what the scripture is saying here. Really, we, we are, have people that are born into this world to be our friends and comfort us during this time and to be a real brother and a real friend, even in adversity, they will help us through that, through the things that we're facing in our life. And then verse 18, it says, A man void of understanding striketh hands and becometh surety in the presence of his friend. You see, it's easy to walk up and slap their hand in a handshake and say, hey, brother, you and me are friends. But yet, when something is going on in your life, where are they at? When you're in great need, where's that person that gave you that striking of the hands handshake? 
Where's that person that says, I'm going to be your friend? So we find out that, that this type of person may seem to be in agreement with you, but he makes himself irresponsible as a friend. So we have to find out a friend. And when we're looking at these verses tonight, remember, they're speaking to us reaching to someone as well as someone else reaching back to us. Proverbs 27.10. Proverbs 27.10. Thine own friend and thy father's friend forsake not. Neither go into thy brother's house in the day of thy calamity, for better is a neighbor that is near than a brother afar off. So here we find that don't give up on your friend. You see, many times we get distracted with something else going on when friends may be counting on us, depending on us. They're, they're thinking, hey, I always see you there this particular day. I'm always able to contact you. I'm always able to talk with you. But hey, don't forsake that friend because of something else that is going on. Don't go into thy brother's house in the day of your trouble it's better that someone else, a neighbor that is close by, be able to take care of that instead of you forsaking the friendship that you have going on. So be careful of that as well. So all of that is really under friendly at all times. At all times be a friend. And then friendly first. A true friend is friendly first rather than waiting for others to approach him first. And that's what I was talking about a little earlier. We can pass people here in the aisle and in the church and thinking, well, I'll just wait for them to come speak to me. I'll just wait for them to, to get a hold, you know, me when, I, when they're in need. Oh, they have something going. They, they'll contact me. Maybe they're waiting on you. They're waiting on me to make that first step. You know, many times you can look at a person's face and kind of tell they're going through something. Amen? Can't you kind of see their, their appearance and some of the things that they've been saying? And they're facing some things. Maybe the pastor shared something even from the pulpit about someone that we need to be praying for. Well, look that person up. Be that friend first and approach them. Proverbs 18, 24. <clears throat> A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. You know, a man that hath friends, we got to do what first? Show ourselves to be friendly. Maybe the very reason why someone hasn't reached out to you because you don't give them that friendly look. <laughs> you, you, you kind of look the other way when they're coming, you know. And, and so we can't expect them to want to reach out to us if we're going to be that way. But folks all around us, you and I both, we need friends. We need that fellowship together with one another. And then friendly giving. You know, true friendship is given and not bought. I guess I could pull out a a handful of $100 bills and start passing them out. Boy, I have a lot of friends real quick. But 
they're just friends because they got that money. I gave them something. When that, when that hundred dollar, when that money runs out, then so does the friends. And so you can't buy true friendship. Give and you may get, but don't be friendly to get something back. I think we need to all realize we can make someone a friend if we go about it the right way. It certainly can't be bought. <clears throat> but many times, that's the only way that people feel like they can get friends is if they buy something. I remember when I was growing up, my dad used to tell me after I got my first car, he said, now you're going to have some friends now because they realize you got a car. And sure enough, boy, phone was ringing. Hey, you mind coming by and picking me up? You mind giving me a ride? Hey, you want to hang out? You got a car, right? Yeah. You got gas money? <laughs> but if a car broke down, guess what? The phone didn't ring no more. <laughs> Something happened to the car, then they wasn't around. So many times our friends only come because of certain things that may happen or be going on in our life. Proverbs 19.6. Let's look at that verse tonight. Many will entreat the favor of the prince, and every man is a friend to him that giveth gifts. Long as I'm giving out, long as I'm helping them, long as I'm doing something for them many times. But you know, I think we can take that thing just like, maybe we want to just buy a meal for someone. Maybe we just want to, to, to do something around their home because they need it. And if we're going about that, not to, to, to do something so that they'll be friends with us, but to realize, hey, you've got a friend in me. And I'm here to help you whenever I can. Maybe I'll need help down the road. Many times that's the case. But here in this verse, it's talking about that. Many people seek the favor of a generous man because they think he'll get something out of it. But every man is a friend to him who gives gifts. So, friendly, honest advice. True friends tell us what they believe is the best for us because they care what happens to us. You ever had a good friend to you say to you, you're not going to like what I have to say, <laughs> but I, I feel like I need to say it to you as a friend. And maybe you didn't care too much for the way they said, but then you thought about that later on. And you realize, yeah, they're, they're looking at me from this outside here. I, I'm, I'm all wrapped up in what I got going on. I really didn't think about all of that. And here that person on the outside cares enough to want to talk to you and really be open and honest with you. And something good will come out of that. Proverbs 27, 6. Let's look at that verse there. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. You see, friendly reproof, that, that it may seem severe at the time that they're talking to us and, and saying these things to us. But as we think about the things we're going through and they're, they're telling us these things that can try to help us, it may cause us pain. It may cause uneasiness at the present. 
But I think we need to take that with a spirit of love and faithfulness and integrity and say, hey, they're telling me this because they want to help me, genuinely help me. They want the good for me. And so we should kindly receive that. You know, many times, you remember that second part of that verse said, the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. That's why we got to discern what's a good friend and what's not a good friend. You know, on the outside, can you imagine Judas probably looked like, hey, I'm one of the disciples. I'm right here with Peter and John. I I love Jesus just like they do. And, And on the outward appearance, many times, people thought, hey, ain't nothing wrong with him. But then the devil began to use him. And we saw that old Judas planted the kiss on Jesus. I heard a sermon one time said he kissed the door to heaven and went to hell. You know, it's so easy to have people seem like friends that they care about you. But be careful. Make sure they really do. Make sure they're not the kisses of an enemy, a deceitful heart. Proverbs 27, 9. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. So doth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. When it talks about the ointment and perfume in this particular verse, it's not the the holy oil that we use for anointing. It's not uh, that type of sacred use, but it's like a perfume or an incense that you would have burning. Common oil or ointment used for many times, sometimes they would just pour it on the heads of guests. Uh, incense burning in, the, in rooms and so forth. They're very delightful. They please the senses. They exhilarate the heart. The ointment and perfume, these things, you know, it, it smells good when you go into some, some places sometimes and smell the, the incense that they're burning and things that they, they got so many different kinds out there today. But uh, as you smell those things, sometimes your senses pick up on those things. Sometimes it kind of lightens your day because you're smelling something you remember you or familiar with or takes you back to something. But here it talks about the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. So sweet and pleasant can be the words of someone that has wise counsel for you. And I, I advise you, don't take the counsel of everybody. <laughs> Make sure when you're taking counsel, it's coming from godly people, people that serve the Lord, people that live for the Lord. But when you take that good counsel, it rejoices our heart. It, it, it helps us. We receive it kindly. And it's good counsel many times for our soul. So as we finish up out of Proverbs tonight, let me give you some things that, that I think are good advice for us as friends, picking friends and being friends to others. Many times I think we need to realize we have to wait on the right friend. It's not always we have to, we have to go over here, we have to have friends. People are not going to, they're going to look at me strange because I don't have friends. You know, it's better off 
if you don't have no friends at all, if you got all bad friends that are pulling you down. But wait for the right one. Get, get involved with someone that, that likes some of the same things you do, that don't mind talking about the Lord and don't mind attending God's house and they, and they pray with you and share with you things. Get, that type of friend is a good friend. Don't take the first acquaintance that comes around as your friend. You remember I said about the acquaintances, people that you see. Don't take them as, as a friend right away until you find out a little bit more about them. Pick a friend that you look up to, not will bring you down. Many times we can get involved in someone that would just bring us down. And then pray about the friendship. I think that's a great bit of advice. Hey, I met someone. They seem like they're going to be a good friend. But you know, I hadn't prayed about that. I hadn't really gotten a piece about that person being my friend. So pray about that. Make sure. Ask God how you can be a better friend. Not just how the person you meet will meet your needs, but how you can help in that situation. Be honest with your friends. And if they don't like the real you or the truth, then they're not a friend to you. You know, many times as you begin to really be honest with someone and you tell them the real truth about who you are, then it kind of gives you an idea whether they're going to be a good friend or not. Friendship is not popularity. But friends, we should stick up for. We should never put them down. And we ought to be a friend to someone that we feel needs a friend. And I think that today is something that we have to really look at. There are people, as I just mentioned at the beginning, that need friends. They need someone to talk to. They need someone they can share something with. And then, have you ever thought about maybe when you were younger or you as a parent, did you ever hear your parents say, I don't feel good about that person being your friend? And some, most times their discernment was pretty good, pretty good about it. They, they may have known a little bit more about that person than you knew about them. I know many times as we bring up our children, we may think, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, I might not be a great friend for you. You know, I had, I had to sit little Nolan down one day, I told him he had two friends, supposedly friends, they had him down the street going up the block on his bicycle. I said, buddy, come here a minute. <laughs> These guys are not going to be good for you, they're going to pull you, you know you ain't supposed to be running off like that. And it just upsets you when you think, well, what could have happened? And they don't see that. They, they're just so glad they got some friends. So many times we have to really have discernment about, about friends. And then I want to close with this because I think, it's an, I think it's true. I think it's important. But I think we should marry our friend. I think the person who we marry to should be our good friend. You know, we think about them as husband and wife, but you know what? They're our friends too. They are someone who can sh you can share 
things with and pray to, together with. And it's very important that we have those friends. Well, I hope there's something in the Scriptures tonight spoke to you about friends and helped you along God, those lines. Amen? You listen to Pastor David Kogel. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.